take or without, we gon' make it Show the world that I shine in our greatness Keep it real, never gon' fake this Till we make it, till we make it Taking off, flying high like a spaceship Take control, take a shot Alright, welcome back everybody This is Danny with Shake the Earth Podcast Got a special guest, Landon yes, Landon Landon is the creative director of Wink Naturals And wears many hats at that company Which is also, by coincidence, the company that I started No way Today... We're going to go over some questions. Yeah, so we're kind of at the beginning of this whole podcast concept right now. We're yeah. having a lot of fun with it, and already we're seeing really good response from people. I have been blown away. Yeah. Like, blown away at the feedback, screen grabs, testimonials. People love it. Yeah, people are really digging it. I think it's filling a need that people have for this kind of thing in their lives. And so those same people, a lot of them have come to us saying, hey, I want to know more about Danny's perspective on things. They really like to see the people you're interviewing and see those success stories. But you're a success story in and of yourself. And so these people want to know your input on some specific questions that they had. So we pulled these questions together for Danny. I felt I felt uncomfortable yes. going on alone. So I asked Landon to come on <laughs> and kind of just... Lane is really good about teasing questions and like getting a good response out of it. And so a lot of the questions and the way we're asking our guests is Landon kind of doing that homework. And so he gets a lot of credit. So I asked him to come on with me today. Uh, we got some questions from a handful of our customers and people that know me or know yeah. Wink Naturals or yeah. one of the companies that I'm familiar with. And so we, we put those down to paper and they're really good questions. There, there are some really, really good ones. Here. Really some good that questions. I actually am curious to see what the answers are. So am I. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I've been looking at these for the last few days. Landon, why don't you ask them to me? Yeah. And okay. then I maybe I'll reiterate some of them or clarify okay. what I understand the questions to be. Do you want me to yeah. start with the background? Yeah, a bit? totally. Tell people why. How did you get to where you are right now? Okay. So in 2008, I was in college and my brother-in-law, Zach Zarbach, had an idea, great idea, and it's still a great idea for a company uh, that would basically be a, a cough syrup company. It started out really random, but he's a bright doctor, really, really smart guy. And he saw this need in the market for a better, safer cough syrup. Neither of us really knew what we were doing. What I look back and, and kind of label it as being pretty, we were pretty resilient. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we put some money together with another gentleman. In 2008, we launched a company called Zarbies. And Zarbies went from a really small idea where we were meeting in a local library here in Utah to when I left in 2014, we were in 60,000 stores across the United States. And it just kind of grew. Uh, mm. And of course, there were no problems. And it was really easy, <laughs> was and, easy. And, and safe sailing the whole time. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was just it was a ton of work. But we were so naive, we didn't really realize the work that needed to go into building a consumer package brand. Well, that's a question. If you knew going in exactly everything that it was going to take, I mean, is there anything you would have done differently? I would, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Like that's, that's part of like, I think the beauty of going into something naive and mm. ill-prepared. Mm -hmm. I always tell people now with this company, Wink, that I started in 2015, I was more educated going into it, but I was still naive because we were doing we were doing something a little bit different. Yeah. We were going online only. We didn't really yeah. realize, I didn't realize all the nuances and all the things that I didn't know about an online business. But again, if you're naive and you're resilient, I think you can do some pretty amazing things. Yeah. But it was, we always talked, we joked about it. Like, had we known how hard it was going to be to 
get product onto the retail shelves. Like mm-hmm. how hard is it to, to walk in and talk to, to Walgreens and Walmart? Like a funny story is we, we were trying to forecast. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were in 13 stores here in Utah and we were trying to forecast how many bottles of cough syrup we would sell a day. Okay. Okay. So we would, we would go and walk these aisles and we'd be like, okay, here's a good guess. Maybe we think it would be 10 to 50 bottles a day, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that get coughs and sore throats. Mm-hmm. Well, when we actually looked at sell through data, it was like, you're lucky if you're selling two bottles a week. Oh, right. So those types of things where yeah. you just don't know, like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. And so that's part of my background. I started that company. We took on some investment money, uh, private equity money, a uh, significant amount. And then shortly thereafter, realized I wanted to do something again. I wanted to have a little bit more control over the, mm-hmm. the customer experience and then also the, the management experience, because we, whenever you take on investors, you lose some of that autonomy that control. and uh, yeah, and it just kind of changed a little bit, mm-hmm. changed more than I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2014 decided to depart Zarbies and quickly thereafter started Wink Naturals. At the time, it was the natural sleep company mm-hmm. and had that going. And then I thought, you know what, there's more than just sleep products. And so we quickly changed the name. Ever since then, I have been managing that uh, company. We're uh, 15 employees, full-time employees. We've got almost 1,000 independent sellers uh, who we call venture members. These are customers who love the products. They can sign up to be a seller. They mm-hmm. receive their own compensation for representing Wink. Mm-hmm. We're pretty selective on who we let join. Uh, yeah. We want to have really, really great representation. Yeah. And so in my life, I've always thought of entrepreneurship as the only path for me. You know, my, I don't remember my parents saying, your two brothers are attorneys. Do you want, are you sure you don't want to be an attorney? And I'm like, first off, I, I would be a horrible attorney. You wouldn't want me being your attorney. And, uh, and then the other realization is that I'm, I'm a bad employee. Like, well that, I, so, so that's the thing because you, you started the straight out of, you started Zarby straight out of college. Right. So you never had like that experience. A lot of people coming out of college have, where like trying to walk down that first job. Yeah. Not that it wasn't a job. Yeah. What, what was happening, you got to figure this is in 2008. Like mm-hmm. this is a, there's a depression. There's, there's a recession. There's, mm-hmm. I was just about to graduate. I, I'm seeing friends of mine getting hired and fired within a couple months. Jeez. And I always kind of knew that I wanted to own my own business, but it was, it was like the perfect timing in a worst case scenario because mm-hmm. we did, what we didn't know is that recession in, in you know, the mid 2007, yeah. 2008 was causing big retailers to also react. And we didn't even think of that as well. So they, mm-hmm. what they were doing is they were skew rationalizing. So they were, they were limiting the number of SKUs they were carrying. We didn't know that. Mm. Had we known that, we would have never started Zarbies. Yeah. Like, so it took us a, a solid year and a half, two years to really get into Walgreens. And then you know, there were two or three times where we'd get in and they'd cut us out without notice because they weren't ready or we weren't ready, they, they thought. And, and so really, I never had a job coming out of college, like you yeah. say. Like I went straight into starting this first company. And yeah. I figure my wife was working full time, bless her heart. Mm-hmm. We had just had a baby. We had no money. We had a little bit of school debt. And, and we thought, you know, if there was a time to take a risk, yeah, right? There's really no perfect time to take a risk. That's true. If there's a time, this would be a great time because what else do I have to lose? Like I'm pretty at, at the bottom anyways. Okay, so you alluded to this a little bit on the baby bling episode. Yeah. But you were talking about being in Which retail. Which is a great episode, by the way. Go listen to it. <laughs> you were talking about being in retail in these meetings yeah. with these retail giants mm-hmm. like Walmart 
I mean, yeah. how how does that go? Yeah. Like, how so, do you even prepare for something like that? Got to give a shout out to brokers. Mm-hmm. Brokers, if you're if you're considering creating a product, a retail product, mm-hmm. Chad Bugos, Brandon Warren, stellar brokers for Walmart. Like, how did you get connected with them? So we had just signed on a master broker, which is basically to say we have a, we had a full time sales guy who okay. would go out and manage. So the way retailers work is, if you think that you have a great product, mm-hmm. you can't just go in and walk into Walmart. They're not going to listen to you. Okay. Like they want to see data. They want to see track record. They want to see that you have a chance at succeeding because you have to look at their stores as real estate. Mm-hmm. Real estate is extremely expensive mm-hmm. at Walmart. It's highly valuable, right? So you have to have a good broker. And so we had a great uh, master broker, David Birnbaum. And then we also had Chad and, and Brandon who are stellar guys and they just, they're extremely hardworking. And so they were able to give us the best opportunity to meet okay. with those brokers. Now, Chad was a, you know, was a former buyer at Walmart. So okay. he knew the ins and outs of how to do that. And so again, you don't really know that until you actually have to go through it. And that was two and a half years into us being in business. Yeah. And so it's difficult to get products into retail. The whole landscape with consumer goods is changing. Online is impacting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ha- Amazon buying Whole Foods. That has implications yeah. at retail. It's isn't right? it Prime Day today, or is that tomorrow? I think I'm it's this. Think. I think We're it's this next this? week. Actually, I yeah. think it is. So yeah. that's that's. I mean, that's already creeping into everything that they own. Whole yeah. Foods is going to be doing Amazon yeah. Prime deals. Absolutely. And so, so having a good broker gives you the best opportunity you know, to get a product on shelf. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. And ultimately what happened is you get the kind of this domino effect mm-hmm. uh, with, with Zarbies. We saw that we, we got into some regional retailers, had some good sell through. You hit, you hit your benchmarks and your, your hurdle rates, what they call them, mm-hmm. meaning you're moving a certain number of units per store per week, regionally or nationwide. Okay. And then we, we had Walgreens, we had Target, we had CVS and then Walmart and, and, Costco ultimately. And they pay attention to each other, right? Absolutely. So you get into they all see the one same data. and they're looking to see oh, yeah. how, is, how is it doing in this The store? last thing that Walmart wants is customers coming in looking for Zarbies, for example, and not being able to find it, but they, mm. but Target has it. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or Kroger has it. And so they're always constantly looking at, it. they're looking at a lot of the, the same data, a lot of the same reports. You're having to battle against not only creating great product, creating a great marketing plan, yeah, executing on it. And then also showing that you can sell through product at a national scale. Mm-hmm. And that took a lot of effort and a lot of money. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's an experience I don't feel like a lot of people are even trying to have anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like yeah. a lot of people are just trying to do the online thing now. Yeah. And, and here's the great thing about online is you don't have to go through all those mm-hmm. hoops, right? You can have a great product, you can have great customer service, and you can offer that all online. And that's really what Wink Naturals is like all that experience of going through retail Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of disappointment Mm -hmm. because sometimes you're in there and you're like, are we doing well? Are we not doing well? You're waiting for meetings. These buyers are meeting up one time a year. So if you don't make the cut that time, you got to wait a whole nother year. And so it's like cough cold season. Our products were cough cold based and the buying time is actually right now. You know, they're buying right now for fall and winter. And so with online, you don't have those limitations and, mm-hmm. and constrictions on on timing, on acceptability, on on approval. You can create a good product, surround it with great customer service, and then be online and selling really quickly. 
So one, one other question I have before we move on to the, some of the, yeah. the questions we have here is if you're talking to somebody who's looking to start their own business selling things online, but they're really just working out of their own basement, kind of like you started yeah. out, how, yeah. what, what's the first step for those people? Like, what, should they be starting an Etsy shop? Should they be starting a Shopify? Should Great question. Be- Great question. So yeah, you allude to the point that when I left Zarbies, I had a little bit of liquidity, meaning I was able to sell my shares mm-hmm. and walk away and have some seed money for the next project, which was mm-hmm. Wink. So I, I had that, that's a huge benefit. A lot of people may not have that. You don't need it, to be honest, you don't need it. Right. Uh, you can do, you can cash flow pretty quickly with, with some of the tools. I have told this to everybody. Mm-hmm. A lot of young men, young women will approach me and say, hey, I wanna do what you do. And in fact, just yesterday, someone approached me and said, how'd you do it? You know, mm-hmm. And that's a really, really easy question to ask with a ton of complex answers depending on how deep you go. But if I were to tell anybody, and this is what I tell them, now more than any time in the history of the world, you gotta think about this, what the internet has done and what what very, very smart people have done, developers, engineers, to equalize and make opportunity Mm -hmm. for everyone, okay? Mm -hmm. Basically, if you have one of these, if you have a phone, you can start a business. Yeah. What I would do if somebody's asking, hey, I want to do this, I have, I have this product, I have this gizmo that I think would respond well, mm-hmm. go start a Shopify site or something like it. I like Shopify. Yeah. Go get a PayPal account. Go get a Square Stripe account, your payment processor. Go and make, go, you can go on a Fiverr and get some graphics made mm-hmm. really quickly, okay? If, if it's a product, if it's a physical product, get your manufacturing done. Get 100 units of whatever you want to sell. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. I know this because I did it. You can throw together a website in a weekend and have your first sale by Sunday. If you do That's it right. Crazy. That's, That's what's crazy. crazy about like the, like being equal. Mm-hmm. So people that say, you know, I don't have any opportunities or I don't know what to do. It's really cause they're not trying hard. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't feel bad for people. Cause some people really are coming from difficult backgrounds. Sure, yeah. But if you really are eager and you're willing to be resilient and put in the time and effort, there are so many tools. It used to be that where you had to, you had to spend five, 10 grand to get a website. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. A couple years ago. You can go on a, on a Shopify for 150 bucks, buy a nice template, upload some great photos, get your telephone number from like Call8 or, or Grasshopper or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can be up. I bet I, we should probably do that. Yeah, we should show yeah. how inexpensive it is, start to finish with a product, oh, and that, be online. Be really interesting, like, and, yeah. and actually show Just document show the whole thing. I'm confident you can do it for less than a couple hundred bucks. Now it's not factoring in like your product or whatever it is you're mm-hmm. going to be selling, but I tell people get a hundred units of whatever it is. If mm-hmm. it's an ebook, great. If it's a cough syrup, great. If it's a pencil, if it's a phone cover, get a hundred units of it. Because I've always believed this as well. If you can move 100 units, you can move 1,000. If you can move 1,000, you can move 10. I believe that. Yeah. And that's how I operate with all of our products now. And you know that. You're familiar yeah, with yeah. How, we, how we do things. We're going to have to go more in depth on that story. We're just going to tease you guys with that at a future point. All Should right, we go well, Juliana Hernandez? Yeah, let's see uh, Juliana. Juliana Hernandez asks, how do you overcome people's, and then she has in quotes, family, negative comments about doing something. And I, I assume it's like, um, just any, maybe a venture or yeah, like anything, start, right? Yeah. Or, or some project that maybe like you're making risky yeah. or like, like starting Zarbies. Yeah. So I have a, I have a story that I think on about that. Mm-hmm. I'm the type, I have the type of 
personality where I, maybe it's not a good thing, but I love it when people doubt me <laughs> and, and maybe it's because I just need a little bit of a chip on my shoulder sure. to do things. Yeah. And, and again, that may not be a good thing because I'm always like, like on the Enneagram, there's a test you can take and it's on the challenger. I like being challenged. Okay. So a lot of it depends on your personality. I think for Juliana, how I would answer that would be in my situation. I had a very good friend of mine, and I think I said this on the Baby Bling podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him when I was starting Zarbies, mm-hmm. right as we were beginning, I was like, hey, we're going to create this product. We're going to get it into stores. It's going to be a cough syrup. And his dad, I was, I was with his dad, mm-hmm. him and his dad. And his dad like looks at me. He's like, what makes you think that you can do this. Again, he's like Mm -hmm. seeing the economy going to crap. Like it's 2008. You were young. I was young. I was 24. Yeah. Super young, super inexperienced in Mm -hmm. college still. I had no reason to be doing what we were going to do. And so I can't blame him. I I really don't blame him. But what I did is that night I went and wrote that, what he said to me on a post-it note and I still have it. it. I use it as motivation. I like that. It's not mm. a negative thing. I don't have any negative feelings towards people like that. No, yeah. not at all. But I, I try to turn it into, I'm confident in what I can do. Yeah. I'm confident in me being able to know that I have strengths and I have weaknesses mm-hmm. and being able to have the right team. And for example, with Zarbies and with Wink, it was being able to be resilient enough to get through and have little breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a family member who's negative, I would just say this, back up what you say with your actions. Even if you fail, even if you fail. Yeah. Like here, I've only talked about some of the good things like Zarbies and Wink. I've had some bad business ideas that Mm -hmm. have gone, I've lost money as well. But one thing that I won't be blamed for is not working hard and having, being resilient Mm -hmm. towards something. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody has negative comments, explain to them why it's important to you and then go out and do the work. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that they can say more to you if you show them that you're dedicated to it and you're working hard towards whatever goal that might be. Maybe you want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to start your own business. Maybe you want to change your careers midstream. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to take six months off in your life and go do something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Really, you're at the end of the day, you're making that decision and depending how you act and how you move forward is really your reaction. Yeah. So I like that. That can be tough when family doesn't it is. It is. I, I remember my mom and dad were really, they were stressed out when I mm-hmm. told them I was going to start my first business. Are you sure you don't want to go to law school? Yeah, I don't. I really don't want to do that. And here's why. And here's why it's important to me. Mm-hmm. And obviously my parents are super supportive. Yeah. They're extremely supportive. But they had questions on, is this going to be something good for for Danny and his wife and his small family? And there's always that fine line of like uh, somebody being concerned for your well-being and somebody trying to stop you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you got to determine those two. Yeah. Some of some people are going to be more negative towards you because maybe they're jealous. Maybe you're doing something they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's a good question. And you're always going to have people trying to persuade you or dissuade you from doing something that is worthwhile. And to that, I would say, make your actions speak louder and be the response. Yeah, man. I like that. So we move to Jesse's here. Yeah. Jesse Lundberg asking best tips for how you manage a successful business and a happy home life <laughs> is wink always on your, you and your wife's minds and always the topic of conversation. What do you think is kind of a longer, what do you think yeah. is a sufficient amount of time focusing on business in order to have time to balance out your life? Make sure you aren't neglecting other important things. Do you feel like it's good to take time away or to be a hundred percent in all the time? So Jesse, this is a 
you asked a lot of questions <laughs> in this. And so I'm going to try to break this down for you. Best tip on how you manage a successful business and happy home life. It's not always happy. I think that's the reality of it. That there's a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There, there is always a lot of stress when you start a business. And I can only speak to that because that's all I've done. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dentist. Right. I'm not an attorney. Yeah. I don't do your job. Um, and so just speaking from starting a business, growing a business, and doing it a couple times, uh, having some investments elsewhere that just require time and energy. Great. That's a great question, though. Like, best tips for how you manage a successful business and a happy home life. There are times where, I guess for me, it, you never really disconnect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of always on your mind. We find ways to distract each other, distract our family from the business, mm-hmm. and, and kind of remove ourselves. You know, last week we were in California. Yeah. Still doing work, right? But that's the life that I chose. Mm-hmm. And I knew what I was signing up for when, when I decided to do that and jump all in. I don't blame anybody. And in fact, I love that. Because again, like I said at the beginning, I make a bad employee. <laughs> like I, I make a horrible employee. So I just don't know that there's a magic bullet to it though. Yeah. There's always something with the business. Yeah. There's always something. There's going to be times where I come in at six in the morning and I stay till six at night, eight at night. Or there's going to be times where I come in at 10 because my daughter has a, a soccer match mm-hmm. um, and I leave at eight. There's going to be times when I leave the office at four and then I'm back on the computer working at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's kind of, that's what I love. I love that. And, and so what I've tried to do this type, this go around with Wink Naturals mm-hmm. is really set up some more boundaries. So some days like yesterday, last night I was here at the office late. Mm-hmm. So I left my computer here at home at the office mm-hmm. and I didn't take it home. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't give myself that temptation. Yeah. Um, and so that's a little bit about how you do it. You have to just find out what works. There's going to be sacrifices. It's always easier when you have a partner who understands that. My wife does. Uh, she's always been really supportive. I think that finding the balance is is really difficult. You're always going to be ne- neglecting something, though. I think it was a Mitt Romney quote that I heard once where he was kind of saying, if, for him at least, if he felt like he wasn't quite keeping up with family, his business, and other obligations he had, he kind of felt like that was a, as balanced as he could be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that, that was kind of it. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great that's a great point. I, I want to read that quote, but what I have found there's, there's, there's ebbs and flows and like there's times where you're doing really good with your family mm-hmm. and there's times where you're doing really good. And I call it flow, like with mm-hmm. work, like when you're just working and you're getting things done. Um, but I'm not with my family, mm-hmm. right? So you're, you're going to be constantly going back and forth into these boxes where things need attention. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a business or when you start a business, especially it just requires a lot more effort to get momentum. It's, it's like one of those fire triangles. You know, they say what a yeah. fire needs and the oxygen, the fuel yep. and the heat. And then, yep. you know, it's, it's they're always kind of everything's pulling flowing. you. Yeah. They're all flowing. Yeah. So that's a great question. I don't know that I answered that super great. Uh, my wife at times would probably tell you that I, I don't do super great at it. I tend to get hyper-focused on cer- certain things and then that I kind of bounce around. So um, I could tell you this, that starting a business is a lot easier than growing a business. Hmm. I, there's probably thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that start businesses all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Growing a business is a, is a completely different thing. You mm-hmm. have to start managing inventory and managing employees and managing growth or managing mm-hmm. lulls in your business, whatever it might be. And that's where really I think people get... It's not as exciting sometimes. No, it's yeah. scary. That's, that's where... I've, I've always mentioned this before because I read this in Inc. Magazine, but 
the imagery of, of riding a tiger. Like mm. you're riding a tiger and people think, wow, that's awesome. This guy's so brave and courageous. He's riding a tiger. And the guy riding a tiger is thinking, holy crap, this thing's going to turn around and kill me <laughs> at any minute. And it's going to leave me bankrupt or it's going to leave me yeah. without money. It's going to leave me without relationships. And so like that's that. kind of how it is. That, that kind of imagery yeah. is always in my head. And it's funny that's enough, great. we have a tiger mural oh my in, gosh. Our, in yeah. our office, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's great. Jesse, thanks for that one. Uh, Mallory Buxton here. She's asking, how do you overcome self-doubt? Or how do you find or develop the confidence to go after your dreams and desires career-wise? What do you need in place beforehand? Which I think that's an interesting little thing to, to ask. I want to answer the last question yeah, first. Yeah, Because I think that that in chronological order, that's how I would, that's how I would approach mm -hmm. it. You have to have a clear vision of at least what you want to be. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't need to be crystal clear, but it needs to be clear enough to where every day you can remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think most people, I think this is my opinion. I think most people quit or stop or get discouraged because they lose the vision and the emotional high of that feeling that they had when they maybe had that idea of starting a clothing line or sure. they had that idea of, of starting a, a branding company or, or an advertising agency, whatever it might be, they lose that, that emotion Mm -hmm. And so they lose that vision. And so for me, I had the idea for Wink Naturals in 2011, three years before I left mm -hmm. Zarbies. I remember clearly I had it on a, on a flight back from New York City. I wrote it down. What do you need in place beforehand is an idea. So I had okay. the idea years before I actually executed on that idea. Mm. Have a, a clear vision of what you want to become or what you want to be doing mm -hmm. and write it down. I carry, I tell everybody this, I carry this book or something like it at all times everywhere and it's beat up and it's ugly and if mallory's looking at like how does she want to be confident in her dreams write down all those dreams yeah write them down yeah you're 43 percent more likely to accomplish things when you write them down not type them not put them in your phone mm. not type them on a computer physically write them down something tangible yeah yeah and so i would say have that clear and then how do you overcome self-doubt 100% of people, and I'm going to say this again, 100% of people at some point, probably every day, have self-doubt, mm -hmm. right? Meaning they're discouraged. They question why they're doing it. Is it worth it? That's a big one. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I, I still have those. Mm -hmm. But what I tell a lot of our sellers in my business now is mm -hmm. your why has to be bigger than your daily challenges. Mm -hmm. So I strongly believe that. And whatever that might be, it might be you trying to get into dental school or physical therapy school mm -hmm. or trying to get another job that pays you a little bit more or you're recently divorced and you're you're struggling. What's your why? Everybody has a why. Yeah. Is it bigger than that, you know, that medical bill or that house payment or that car payment? Yeah. Yes. And then that'll take you to the next trial and next obstacle. Mm -hmm. Staying centered that way. Yeah. You, you constantly have to remind yourself and remember yeah what your purpose is and what your why is. That, rep that's really that repetition, a lot of life comes down to that kind of repetition. Like, yeah. can you actually do something over and over in a consistent manner? Despite setbacks. Yeah. Despite setbacks. Okay. Well, that was a great one, Mallory. Okay. Let's see here. Gabby Lynn. She's asking, when you're in a funk or having a bad day, what do you do to get out of it? That kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Yeah, that ties into that. And, and one thing I might add is everybody should have an outlet, a healthy outlet a healthy coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. I remember I told the story on 
to some of our sellers in a more intimate setting. I'll share it today. But when I was at Zarbies, we were not in Walgreens yet. We were told that we would be in. And that what that meant was us going from a small company to a growing small company and a growing fast small company. Mm-hmm. And then abruptly, before they were going to put in the purchase orders, pulled the plug and basically said, sorry, we can't. We're skew rationalizing. We're, we're cutting skews. And we're sorry, we can't do it. And that was it. And so you go from this incredible high yeah. to this incredible sorrow and like depression. And I remember coming home and I literally cried. Like I cried my eyes out because mm-hmm. I knew what it meant. It meant we missed that cutoff. We got to wait another year. Mm-hmm. We got to somehow, we, you know, my wife and I really weren't taking salary. Mm-hmm. We put a bunch of credit card debt on our card for marketing expenses and a, you know, a young baby, a nine month old. And, uh, so you want to talk about like having to like being depressed and being in a funk. Yeah. Like I understand that what I do now, I cope differently now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the outdoors. I love, um, archery. I love spending time with my kids. Mm-hmm. I try to step away and just really put things in perspective for myself. Mm-hmm. Is it really going to be detrimental to the business? Is it going to be detrimental to my life, mm-hmm. to my family? Or is it just perceived that it is? Activities like archery, I think, honestly, for some people, fishing kind of falls under yeah. the same kind of thing. But yeah, it's something where fishing. you can very easily slip into flow, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then just ideas will come to you or yeah. you'll just feel rejuvenated. Archery has been that for me. Like, yeah. I love fishing. I love hunting. But archery forces me every time I pull back an arrow. And this might sound corny, but everybody should mm-hmm. have something like this that they can mm-hmm. go to. Every time I pull back an arrow, the only thing that I'm focusing on is that target. That's it. And so with my mind, that's always racing like a million miles a second. Like Mm. it makes me slow down. So every, I make it, I've made it a goal for this year and I do pretty well for the most part Mm -hmm. to shoot my bow every single night. Mm -hmm. And whether it's five minutes or or 30 minutes, I I do that. And, uh, Mm. That's just what works for me. And it makes me feel better. It calms me down. Yeah. Obviously with running a business, a growing business, it, it is extremely stressful. So, and you're going to have funk days. I think, uh, Ethan and Megan Faulkner when, uh, Brown, when they came in yeah. on our podcast, they talked about how they look at their seven days. If they had two good days of seven days and they had five bad days, that's a win yeah, for I entrepreneurs. You're happy with that. Yeah. And so I think that's one way to look at it as well. Gabby, thanks for that one. That was great. Jenna Hayes asking, do you ever find yourself comparing the success of Wink Naturals with other companies? I struggle personally with comparing myself to others, so it's hard to stop. Any advice? Yeah. So I think uh, just an anecdote from my life, I remember reading Inc. Magazine every single episode or every single issue. issue yeah. In college until one day I, I noticed that I was like, I'm reading about other people's dreams. Mm. and how they're executing on their dreams. Mm-hmm. I also found like, wow, that guy's lucky. You know, he's he's lucky. He's got this or he's got that. And then you realize, you know, it's not luck. This guy probably worked really hard. Mm-hmm. And so I try not to compare myself to people I don't really, I don't, I, I don't. And what I do now is I completely changed that. Mm-hmm. I love seeing people succeed. Because mm. what it does is it says, you know what, if they can do it, I could probably do it. Yeah. And it their success doesn't diminish my success at all. It's not a zero sum. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It, they, because they're successful doesn't make me unsuccessful. And so what I'd rather do now and what I do now is, and part of this podcast is that, is like having people on who impress me. Oh, yeah. Like I'm constantly learning about people who impress me. I'm especially attracted to people who do things that are extremely difficult mm-hmm. for, a, for a 
a long amount of time, a prolonged amount of time. Mm -hmm. That's why I think like Sweet Tooth Fairy story is awesome. Baby Bling story is yeah. awesome. Uh, even Zarby's story is awesome because mm -hmm. it took it took us a while. Um, and so I would say this, Jenna, if you're comparing yourself to others, you're using up bandwidth and resources and energy instead of building your success. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to look at somebody else, I would strongly suggest look at that person in the light of what can I learn from them? Mm -hmm. What can I what can I take mm -hmm. away from their success in terms of how can I apply it to my life? To me, that's much you're much more happy doing it that way as well. Yeah, that makes sense. It's funny though how other people's success when it's not something you're interested in doing isn't as bothersome sometimes. You know, yeah. I, I I don't look at the New York Yankees winning the World Series and go like, gosh, dang it, I could have done that. But you maybe know? another uh, video editor or video. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something that's closer to home. Something those are harder, and even though they're they're smaller things. Yeah. You know, it's not like you watch the Olympics and wish that you were winning that gold medal. Yeah. But for some reason, the small things can be so much harder in that way. And I don't, I don't really know what the best approach is for that. But Yeah, I think it's because we, well, I think it's a really good point. What I would do in that situation is, is for sure, find the person that is doing what you want to do yeah. and ask them for help. Yeah. Like ask them for advice. You'd mm. be surprised at how many people want to help mm. instead of sitting there festering in jealousy or like, you know, self-pity. Mm -hmm. You're really not doing anything good for yourself. Mm -hmm. You might as well ask that person, hey, I'm impressed with you because of this, this, and this. What would you give a tip for me? Yeah. I've done that for a long time. Of course, there are times where I'm like, man, mostly with like competition now, like for mm -hmm. Wink Naturals, like mm -hmm. I'll see brands. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, that, that brand's growing really fast. Here's the, some of the things that they're doing, or here are some of the things that I think we could do better. And kind of use it as kind of strategic fuel as mm -hmm. well. Maybe not jealousy, but It'll like, push okay, you a little yeah, more. Push, yeah, it pushes you. Yeah. Um, and so don't let the jealousy or the comparison um, smash you, but let it push you into the right direction Yeah, and ask for help. Like seriously, ask for help. People will help you. People are flattered when you, when you, for sure people you think that get that kind of attention all the time. For sure. Yeah. That was a great one guys. That's all we're doing for this episode, That's it. but there were more, there were more that we got. We we're kind of saving yeah. some for later, but we, we would love it if you guys would send us, um, your questions right now. It's <laughs> yeah. the best way for them to do that right now. I'm trying to think. Send, send Landon an email. Just send Landon an email. Landon at winknaturals.com. We're going to have Sid Smith next yeah. week, right? Mm -hmm. So Sid, I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, tease um, it. Tease it. Sid is a good buddy of mine. He's a double amputee. The dude, if anybody has excuses to not do great things, mm -hmm. Sid could find those excuses. Mm -hmm. But he sees them and he goes straight through them. He's a double amputee. He does triathlons. He does races. And he's a total, total inspiration. Yeah. when you look at what he's done. Like, it's incredible. So he's going to come on. He's going to talk about that. You want to talk about, like, finding the momentum and finding encouragement or your your purpose? Like, mm -hmm. you got to listen to Sid. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear from him. That's going to be really good. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully this was useful. It was kind of weird. I was on the other side today. You did a good job, Landon. <laughs> Just flipped it around. We'll do these occasionally as we get questions in from you. And if you enjoy this podcast and could do us a favor that would be awesome if you could leave us a review on itunes and google play check us out and share us